Welcome to a very unusual edition of the Sword in the Trial podcast. This is Jared Longshore, and I'm coming to you from the hospital where my dear friend and fellow pastor Tom Askell is staying. God has done great and good things for us over these days. As many of you know, Tom fell Sunday morning while ministering to Grace Baptist Church. He was unresponsive. Since then, he's made good progress. He's stable. We hope Tom will be moved out of the ICU soon. He's speaking softly, but clearly, and is very much himself. For example, when his wife Donna told him Sunday evening that I would be staying the night in the waiting room and that there's nothing he could do to stop me, he replied, not being able to speak very strongly, but still in that time-like fashion. That's stupid. I knew he was just as sharp as he ever was when I talked to him Sunday night. He tried up front to change my mind and get me to go home to be with my wife and kids. After what I'd seen that morning, that wasn't going to happen. I joked with him and Donna at his bedside that he was in no condition to beat me in this argument. I can finally win one, I thought. But 30 minutes later into our conversation, while we were on completely different subjects, we had been speaking of the glories of the day. I told him that the whole Lord's Day, everyone, church and family, was saying, Tom would tell us to worship God. He'd say to trust Christ and his gospel. I told him, everybody listened to you more today than ever before. He couldn't turn his head due to the neck brace, but he turned those eyes on me with that look and softly said, everybody but you. After a very good laugh, I told him I was staying and that I listened to 99.9% of what he tells me. After Sunday night, I got word early Monday morning that he requested through a nurse to have his Bible, which I had. That gave me an excuse to get into his room earlier than visiting hours. I walked in and told him I had a sword. He was eager to have it. He held the Bible I gave him on his lap as he laid in bed, but it was clear he couldn't lift it to read, still suffering immobility. I asked him which passage he wanted to hear. He said, Psalm 139. I read it to him. In that dark-lit ICU room, early Monday morning, less than 24 hours since his fall, I asked him to tell me what it was like, what he remembered from the day before, and what his thoughts were now. Laying there with his eyes closed, holding his Bible, speaking softly, he told me he remembered Mark praying, remembered being in pain with people around him. He couldn't see them. He said, Eric and Jimmy were talking to me. Jimmy had a suit. Jimmy never wears a suit. He remembered them checking his pulse. He's breathing. Got a pulse. People were upset and crying. I think I heard you pray. I heard men praying. Rebecca singing. Crying. Rachel calling mom saying she'd go get her. 
he remembered being put on the stretcher and loaded in the ambulance. And there was quite a story there. Again, he was not responsive at all up to that point. But Tom recalled to me, they said they didn't need to use the siren unless traffic got heavy. Asking me questions and I couldn't answer. One of the emergency personnel was cursing a lot, acting like a jerk. He was disrespectful. Started trying to get my wallet out, having a hard time, and cursed. Pulled out my wallet. Starts telling someone I'm 62 years old. Where's his social security number? What kind of bastard doesn't carry a social security card? I told him, fear God. He bent his head down low, nearly to my lips, and told me to repeat it. And I said, fear God. He finally understood what I was saying and laughed about it. But he stopped swearing. Riding in an ambulance had real peace. Felt like I was ready to die. It would have been okay. Sad Donna wasn't there. Knew it would be hard on the kids. Hated everybody had to see that. I know it was scary. I was able to pray. Prayed for the kids and grandkids. Donna. Elders. So it's going to be all right. Remember thinking about the gospel. Just know it's true. Donna and Rachel were there. And you were there. Couldn't talk much. It was like a dream. Like I was watching it. But it was okay. It was okay. I then asked Tom, given what happened and what you know to be true, what do you want to say to the world? He didn't know I was transcribing. You're going to die one day. I didn't die yesterday, but I'm going to die one day. One day we're going to meet God face to face. And if you don't know that you need a mediator before that day, you'll know it on that day. That's what's so crazy. We have one. God gave his son. It's amazing. So I didn't want to die. But I felt like it was okay to die. And that's God's grace. That's not an, any accomplishment. It's just a gift. So I think it's just a... Everyone needs a savior. And we have one. We have only one. 
It's crazy that people would not trust him. It's insane. It's insane that we wouldn't persuade people to trust him. We've heard that people are praying from around the world. They're holding special prayer meetings. Tom said late in the day, Monday, that's incredible to him. It's so kind. It's so kind of God to stir people to pray, he said. He heard the trauma doctors at 12.30 a.m. that morning. A female doctor kept saying, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. When he came in, he could barely talk. He was at such a detriment. Tom told me Tuesday that we're always in God's hands. He's so deeply moved that anybody would pray for him. He said that's just a part of the testimony of God's grace. It indeed is all of grace.